0: something we told you about earlier this year and there's there's progress that's being made on dealing with abandoned and derelict buildings in Edmonton. You know that there's been a big safety concern about these types of buildings especially after a string of fires in some Edmonton communities. In fact, last fall two people died in abandoned buildings and one firefighter had a real close call. Now in April, the Community Property Safety Team pilot project, a collaboration between the City of Edmonton and and, uh, Edmonton Fire Rescue Services. Well, it was approved, and since then, dozens of properties have been secured or even demolished. Cameron Bardis is the acting deputy chief of of, um, of public safety. And he's in charge of this program right now. He joins us now. Welcome to the show. Hi. Let's talk about the work that has been done over the past uh, about uh, over the past six months, and maybe just a little bit of background on you kind know, of the history of the Community Property Safety Team and and how it got started in the first place. I mean, if I remember correctly, I'm looking back into last fall, even into the beginning of this year, there was a number of, of fires and abandoned and derelict homes, and that was causing some real grief. For some communities
1: yeah, absolutely I mean the, this is really response um, from the city and fire rescue services to to address database decision-making on public safety and we recognize through those fires there's a disproportionate number of fires in, in a lot of vacant properties in Edmonton and, and that's not uncommon with other municipalities um, and we saw it um, actually some some great work that was done in Surrey um, around 2016 is when they started um, and they saw you know a dramatic decrease in fires and vacant properties as a result of just better enforcement and use of the mechanisms they had.
0: So why are fires in abandoned and derelict buildings? Why are they more dangerous?
1: Yeah, for the most part, it's around security features. Um, these generally unsecured structures are are a place where you know it invites some illegal activity in terms of trespassing, um, introducing ignition sources or causes of fires that we wouldn't expect in buildings that aren't really in the best condition to prevent those fires from spreading. Um, and you know, it's really our, our objective under the community property safety team is to ensure that we're using the powers we have in the city to, to secure these properties, right? So we, we have a phased approach where, you know, after identifying these properties and ensuring that they are, in fact, vacant, um, our, our objective is to secure them, to to ensure that there's nobody inside um, creating fires. Aside from that, on I mean, these vacant properties, there's very few cases where fires can even occur within mm-hmm. them. Um, and then we, we've got a scaled approach where, you know, we want to make sure that it's effective but but appropriate. So boarding the properties, um, you know, providing fencing, providing security, or ultimately demolition are all kind of levels of, of phases that we can go through um, to ensure that until properties remain
0: secured. Yeah, and it's interesting that uh, that phased approach, which I thought was uh, personally, I thought it was a good idea. Um, at the end of it all, though, if, if things aren't being followed, and if, and if um, you know, what what's being suggested uh, to the property owners, if they aren't being done, um, the CPST does have the power to order the demolition of a home with or without the owner's consent. Has that happened often yet?
1: So we've got, so, so far since the program started in uh, April this year, we've, we've boarded up 37 properties. There's actually been 10 demolished, and not necessarily because we ordered them to be demolished. Um, so this is, you know, honestly, it's something that, that's done voluntarily when there's there's engagement with the owners, um, which was such as with the experience from Syria as well. Um, so really, even just that, that engagement with owners and notifying them and expecting them to put a certain amount of effort into boarding these properties um, can sometimes lead to that step of demolition just voluntarily by the owner anyhow so you know it this is almost a a public education around Mm -hmm. outreach program as much as it enforcement
0: interesting I just want to go back to something that uh, you had had talked uh, about I'm curious to know how the properties are identified and then how they're evaluated what does that look like
1: yeah, identification can come from a, a number of sources. So we're not alone in this. Uh, so Fire Rescue is, is responsible for the Community Property Safety Team. However, we're working in close partnership with other organizations within the city, um, including EPS. So the Police Service can notify us of vacant properties. Our uh, Community Standards uh, partners can notify us, as well as um, citizens through 311. Uh, we rely on on you know community feedback to help identify where these properties are at.
0: Cameron, I'd like to go back to um, uh, something else that you touched on you talked about, you know, this program was based of something that uh, started in Surrey, B.C. I'm curious to know, you know, the, the, the results, the success that they've had there. Because obviously they were they were doing something right if this was something that we decided to follow up on
1: absolutely yeah no and there's been some great research on this um fire chief len Garrett from surrey has been a huge support and a driver in surrey as well as a support for us here in edmonton uh, so again love the collaboration from that the, the specific term they used is distressed properties um and when they started this program um they actually decreased abandoned structure fires in surrey by 94 percent wow um, so to give you an idea in 2016 there was 33 abandoned house fires in 2020 there was only two um so you know it really reflects again the the, the specific focus of this work is is to limit those fires in, in vacant properties again for the public safety benefits that come along with it right so we're worried about the people that may be in these structures um, you know trespassing but still we care about their safety we're worried about the communities um, that have these buildings where could occur, as well as the firefighters um, and re- reducing the number of fires by that much is I think a, a, a huge benefit for
0: public safety. Yeah those are huge numbers you touched on the people who may be living in these abandoned or derelict uh, homes I mean, you know, in some cases that might be their only shelter or the, that they feel that it's the only shelter or the shelter that they're comfortable in. But when uh, a building is identified as, OK, we need to start working on this, those people would have to move out. How, um, how does the team work with other agencies in the, in the city to make sure that those people are taken care of?
1: Absolutely and it speaks to the the importance of collaboration because we recognize that there are knock-on effects of addressing one specific and you know that CPST is looking at structure fires and abandoned properties We're not necessarily looking at all those, but we can't be ignorant to them. So we rely on, um, you know, other city organizations such as EPS to ensure that we've got the social supports in place. So I can't speak um, directly for those groups, but i look at the community safety and well-being um, and um, problem properties initiative um, programs within the city as being great examples of where we're trying to work collaboratively to ensure we're providing those social supports elsewhere.
0: What kind of follow-up is there when... um when you start having those conversations, let's say, okay, we're going we're gonna to have fencing put up. How do we make sure that that uh, continues to be done and, and done well and that the property is no longer causing any concern?
1: absolutely i really have to take my hat off to our folks in fire prevention we have two fire prevention officers that are dedicated to this project um, and and ensuring that there's this engagement and 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 following procedures to reach out to these properties um you know maintain them and ensure that the owners are are holding their responsibility we do take our enforcement um, actions through the safety codes act and missing government act very seriously to do that but also that that person-to-person interaction and they've done a fantastic job Um, and part of this is is maintaining the properties that we've gone to and ensuring that they're following through with any orders or or communications that we've provided with them Um, and again i I can't speak enough of the of the folks we have in fire prevention that are doing that work
0: the the program's been up and running for uh for six months now uh, for six months now i know that you're relatively new in this position it's a pilot project it's an 18-month pilot project a year down the road if you looked into crystal ball what would success look like for this team I think
1: success. Well, I think some of the statistics we have now. So, like, we can speak to the number of properties that we've got boarded up um, and and secured, right? So, it's not just boards in the doors, but to a specific spot. Um, we've been talking about the number of properties demolished but I think ultimately our main you know performance indicator is going to be like Surrey that reduction in fires in in abandoned properties Um, unfortunately we'll need a little bit more time to make sure that the trends we're seeing on that are falling in our direction Um, but I'm I'm really hoping at the end of this 18 month project that we have um, that data to to show the effectiveness of our work and and you know address you know through this we've we've identified about 150 properties so far that that require a follow-up, and with the resources we've got, we're doing our best. Um, I'd love to sh- again use a data-informed picture to show what the problem is, scale of resourcing needed to address it, and the potential impacts or outcomes we can have um, by by doing that work.
0: Well, I look forward to talking to you again in uh, in about 12 months' time. Thanks for joining us this afternoon.
1: Thank you so much.